welcome to the Intuitively Wild podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Levine. Living Intuitively Wild is about coming back home to ourselves. Here, we talk about how to live connected to ourselves, others, and nature, and make a commitment to radical authenticity, vulnerability, and acceptance. On this podcast, we delve into a wide range of topics that span the human experience. We peel back the layers and talk about the things that are often not talked about. This is a space for us all to walk and wander this path of life together. Let's dig into our roots and go deep. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to this week's podcast. Happy Wednesday or whatever day that it is that you're listening to this. I hope this finds you well. Today, I wanted to talk about the art of transformation, the act of changing, the inevitability of evolving. I, maybe it's the Scorpio rising in me, the manifesting generator in me, I don't know. I love change. I love growth. I love going through the hard moments to come out the other side more healed and alive and expanded. And I try to romanticize the process of evolving because it's really hard and it can be really scary and uncomfortable, but it is inevitable. So I wanted to delve into that a bit today because a lot of people in my life have talked about how hard it is to change or to be the one in their life who's changing when other people around them are staying the same. And I don't know if you've had that experience when you're showing up differently and you're growing and you're learning new things and the people around you can't match that and either they can't accept where you're going or you can't accept that they're not coming with you. I think we can fall into the trap of staying the same because we like to feel understood. We want the people in our lives to understand them. It feels really nice when someone in our life knows us really well and knows us really deeply and knows what we like and what we're thinking and that is such a nice feeling and at the same time we can't let that hold us back from growing and honoring who we're becoming. So in order to grow we have to be okay with the fact that we're not always going to be understood and We have to accept that the people in our life will either work to continue to learn about us and be accepting of our evolution or they won't. And we can't expect people to grow with us, but the people who are meant to stay in our lives will at least be accepting and curious around our own growth. The people who are meant to stay in our lives will grow with us and or allow us to grow. So if you have someone in your life who's making you feel bad for your growth or your changes, then 
maybe it's time to rethink that relationship. And although that's really hard, not everyone's meant to be in our life for the long term. And I think it can get more complicated and tricky when that includes family, but that just might mean setting different boundaries, holding different space for them. There's different ways to work through that, but Overall, you have to prioritize yourself and your evolution because staying the same to meet expectations will only keep you small and staying the same to make others comfortable will only keep you stuck and staying the same to feel understood is only an illusion because they're not understanding the truth of who you now are. Sometimes I think I change my mind so much in one day. Like I change who I am in one day. And I have to get comfortable with knowing that others aren't in my head. And sometimes I talk to my mom one day about something and then the next day she brings it up again and she's like, well, I thought you felt this way. And I was like, that was yesterday. I've, I've changed my mind already. I'm a different person already. And... I have to be comfortable with that. I have to be okay with that and with that feeling confusing and with not always feeling understood. And part of this, if I'm going to take it into human design, as I always do, is because I have an open head center. With an open head center, you can be really open to new ideas and perspectives and see all different possibilities and not have one point of view that is strict and um, people who have that center defined tend to be more closed-minded and not in a bad way just in a way that they have their set point of view and opinions and that's correct for them but with someone with that center open I'm more open to different options and possibilities and so that can take me in all different directions and it's fun for me to to see all the different sides and not only fun but important it's a part of who I am and same another key part of human design that feeds into this is if you have your G center open or defined. I have mine open. And with that center open, I am constantly changing. That center holds your sense of identity, sense of self, sense of direction. And it's not that people with this center open don't have an identity or a sense of self. It just means that we have a more flowing, evolving, ever-changing sense of self. So we're very impacted by the energy around us and the environment we're in. We really take on the energy of the environment that we're in and influenced by that. And different energies bring out different flavors of who we are. For example, someone with a defined G-center is meant to go into different spaces with different people and be very consistent in who they are, show up the same every time. Versus someone with that center undefined can be with different people and act differently. And that's not them being inauthentic or fake or ingenuine at all. It's 
the fact that different people and different energies are bringing out different flavors of who they are. I definitely noticed that in different friendships, I different pieces of me are pulled out and that's fun and it's exciting and it's just a part of who I am. And that, again, is not me putting on a face to please the people I'm with. It's just the fact that that it brings out different sides of me. And this is similar to my ever-evolving nature. For example, someone with this center defined, they're the person who is born and just knows that they want to be a doctor and they're just so interested in it. They're so full on in it. And that is what they pursue for their whole life versus someone with that center undefined. Their interests change, they evolve, they try one thing, they love one thing for a little bit, and then they transition to something new. And this can show up also in many different areas of your chart. For example, also being a manifesting generator or a reflector. I could go on. This isn't a human design podcast, but I think it's helpful to know these parts of your charts so that you can understand yourself a little bit better and maybe just looking at the centers that you have opened and defined and how that can impact your life and how you change and evolve over time. And always remembering that Neither is right or wrong or good or bad. It's simply about honoring who we are and really leaning into that. And I do believe that knowing your human design chart can help you understand yourself and lean into these key aspects of who you are even more with acceptance and deep understanding. But... No matter what, whoever you are, whatever you have going on in your chart, we are all here to grow and evolve. Even if we would be more comfortable just always staying the same, it's near impossible. And even if outwardly we try to present that way, our thoughts are changing and no one is privy to the intricacies going on in our mind no one sees the myriad of thoughts that I have every day and how they are impacted and how they change and therefore no one's going to understand me and my evolution on that level most people are not and again it comes back to accepting that and making peace with that and finding the people who accept that as well and trying to make it fun. I do sometimes find it fun to surprise people. I'll reconnect with a friend from my past and we'll be talking about something and in my head I'm like I know that they think they know how I'm going to respond and they think they know how I feel about this based on who I was in the past, but actually they don't. And what I'm going to say in response to them is going to really surprise them. And I let that be exciting. I let that be fun. I let it be an opportunity for a connection and vulnerability and for us both to share how we have evolved. So finding the ways to make it fun, make it lighthearted and make it 
a point of deeper connection and understanding versus letting it create this disconnection and misunderstanding that these situations can sometimes foster. Because I do think we often try to stay the same because we know how people will will respond to these past versions of ourselves. We know what they expect from us and we don't want to shift the status quo. And we want to maintain that image that we that people expect. But again, that serves no one. That serves no one. And we can't hold on to a past version of ourselves just because it makes other people comfortable. And yeah, it might at first push some people's buttons. You might make people uncomfortable. You might make them insecure or angry, but that's on them and not on you. And I think that giving people the space to process your change can be important and hopefully they come back after reflecting and processing and can show up for you. And again, if they can't, that is on them. And I think this also speaks to the importance of validating yourself and getting to know yourself. Because when you're on your own side, it's less important that other people are giving you that external validation. When you can recognize that I understand myself, I accept myself, I see myself, it's not as crucial for everyone else to accept and understand and see you to the capacity that it would be otherwise. Because of course we want to be seen and accepted and recognized and that is part of human nature. But if we can just validate ourselves and who we are, that will come more naturally and we won't be searching for it and conforming ourselves to try to make it happen. Because when we can validate ourselves, we don't need to be what people expect us to be. I can remember so vividly when I was younger, I was expected to be the quiet one, to be the sweet, innocent, shy one. And that is a part of who I am. But the fact that people expected that of me kept me stuck there when in actuality, in my head, I'm really not quiet and I'm not shy and I'm not always so sweet and innocent. (laughs) But when I tried to step out of that box, it wasn't always met with positive responses. And so I kept myself there so that I would please other people or I would get the response from others that I wanted. Because what I started to realize is a lot of the change and transformation I've had in my life is me becoming my full self. Because these past versions of myself, they never who were who I fully am. I'm really not shy. I'm really not quiet. And a lot of these past identities are identities that others gave us, that others projected onto us or expected of us or others perceived us. And we just took those identities on because 
we wanted to please other people. We wanted to be accepted and we wanted to be seen and liked. But now as I'm growing and understanding myself more, I'm learning that's not actually who I ever was. So a lot of our growth is us just growing into our true, fully aligned selves. But now I don't need to be what people expect me to be. I want to be who I am. And I don't need to shapeshift in order to control other people's responses. And I think it does, it, it comes back to control. It comes back to trying to control how other people will respond to us, how other people will react, and how other people will see us. And also trying to control our future because if we know how we are going to move forward and if we know that things will stay the same with who we are and the steps we take, then we have a bigger chance of predicting the future versus if we're constantly changing and constantly shifting our path and our vision, there's so much unknown and uncertainty in that. And again, change is scary. The unknown is scary. But that is life. That is why we're here. That's what we signed up for. And we need to let go of the belief that we have any control over the future and trying to latch on to anything that will give us that illusion of control because it's not true. And if we're trying to fit ourselves into a box to stay the same instead of evolving, we limit the capacity of the magic that can come into our lives. When we're open to the new and the growth and the change, then we're open to something even beyond our wildest dreams coming into our life. Instead of trying to predict the future we stay open to the possibilities because who am I to say what is best for me? We often try to plan everything out and think that we know what is right for us when really the world has other plans. It's like that saying, we make plans and God laughs because the universe is going to give us what we need and we're only going to be able to receive the magic if we're open to it. If we're open to the gifts coming in a package that we weren't expecting, or if we're open to the path leading us somewhere that we couldn't have predicted. I think we often limit ourselves and our evolution because we can't see the future. And we think that what we can't see can't happen. And we think if we don't know how we're going to get there, it can't happen. And we think if we didn't know that we wanted it, if it wasn't planned, then it's not meant for us. When really we can make our goals and make our plans and manifest as much as we can and still say this or something better and still say I'm open to the surprises. I'm open to how this will evolve. I know I want to feel free and abundant and aligned and alive, but I'm open to how I get there. I'm open to what is in store for me and my life. And that only comes 
through letting ourselves grow and change and surprise ourselves and try new things. Another reason I think that growth and transformation gets a bad reputation is because it often comes on the other end of a really hard time. Our biggest challenges often lead to the biggest points of our growth. And often we're forced into those moments when we're resisting the change and when we're resisting the transformation and resisting the steps we need to make to move forward. And when we can lean into that discomfort and those points of growth, the evolution may feel a little less scary and overwhelming because we know we're going to come out on the other side okay. We know we're going to survive. We know that there's going to be growth from this. And if we can see the growth as a positive thing, then we can have a different relationship with the challenging times. Again, I think maybe it's the Scorpio in me, but sometimes when I'm going through really hard times, I get excited about it. I try to at least romanticize it a little bit and be like, this is a time of me shedding skin. There is going to be something that comes from this on the other side, even though I have no idea what it is and I have no idea where this is going to lead and it feels so uncomfortable. And when we can make peace with change and transformation and our ability to shed old skin and step into something new, we can make peace with the inevitability of those hard moments. And it's really helpful for me to look back and reflect and see the challenging times that led to my transformation and that led to my growth and how grateful I am to be the person I am now because of those hard times and to remind myself in the future and presently when I'm going through hard times, I know I will be okay because I've done it before. I have the evidence to prove that hard times lead to change and growth and change and growth are positive things. But I do want to circle back to what I was talking about regarding causing the people in our lives discomfort from our change because I have noticed that that's one of the biggest factors that hold people back from embracing their change and embracing their growth. And I think, again, it starts with accepting ourselves and understanding ourselves and doing that deep inner work. And as we begin to introduce this new self that we're growing into, and this can be a whole evolution of self or just a tiny shift we're making in our life or our identity, we can introduce that piece of ourselves to others in doses. I honestly like to just step right into it. I like to bring it out into the open and have a conversation with people in my life and be like, this isn't a part of who I am anymore. Or yeah, I used to like that, but I don't anymore. Or say to them, this is something that has been changing within me or that I've been thinking differently about and I really want to 
share it with you and talk to you about it. So I like the approach of being really open and honest and having a conversation with people about it. But sometimes that isn't worth the effort or sometimes that is too scary or we just know that it won't go over well. So trying to introduce these changes in who we are in small doses with certain people, maybe testing the waters, bringing up a part of a conversation or talking about a podcast that we listened to on the topic that we liked and seeing if they would be open to listening to it. I It definitely depends on what it is you are changing and how drastic, how impactful that will be on their life and your relationship. But going in confident in yourself and with the knowing that it may be hard for them, they may not understand, they may have a bad reaction and that can't change your actions in life and your view of yourself and your self-acceptance. But just taking baby steps, being brave enough to open the door and to have a conversation. And again, I think it might surprise you that when you open the door to this change to this opportunity for vulnerability and connection and growth within the relationship, they might show up and show you that they've grown too or that they're willing to grow or they're willing to change or they're at least willing to accept your growth and your evolution. So how do we become masters at change? I don't think we do. I think we can become masters at embracing change and masters at understanding the inevitability of change and masters at the process of the path, the process of the evolution. I think, as I've said several times already in this episode, it starts with accepting ourselves and saying, no matter how I change, no matter how others respond, I will accept myself. I will commit to myself. I will commit to learning about myself and I will commit to my growth. I will commit to my path and my process. So I really think that that is the first step. And I believe intention is everything. I believe setting intentions sets the energy and sends a signal out to the universe and that might sound kind of intangible and airy but practice it and I think you'll find it's really true if you sit down if you are having a hard time embracing change and having a hard time letting yourself change or seeing how you're changing set the intention to let yourself change Set the intention to be open to your growth. Say to the universe, I'm open to growing. I'm open to the possibility that there's more for me if I step into a new layer of who I am. Because I do think that sometimes we block ourselves off from change. We close down that portal and block that intention so it can't happen and we're not even aware or present with our change. So if you set yourself the intention to let yourself change, you will see your change more and you'll see it positively. 
And the next step, I think, to deepening this connection to yourself and this understanding of who you are and how you're changing and to be really present and aware of that change is to start questioning yourself, to start asking yourself questions. Again, I think journaling, putting pen to paper is really helpful, but ask yourself questions like, what is it that I truly believe? How do I feel that I am changing? And I think it might be really helpful to question your beliefs, your perspective, your likes and dislikes. When I was starting recovery, I started to realize that the whole way I saw myself, my whole sense of identity, so many of my likes and dislikes were based off of a past version of myself or a version of myself that the eating disorder was dictating. And this can be, for you, it can be a version of yourself that your family was dictating or that you were conditioned into believing about yourself or just that you outgrew, a part of yourself that you outgrew. So to question what you genuinely like. Do I actually like the outfit I'm wearing? Do I actually like the career I'm in, the movie I'm going to, the food I'm eating? Do I enjoy spending my time this way? Do I really believe in this opinion that I'm advocating for? And being open and curious to the answer with no judgment, no expectations, and staying steadfast in the knowledge that whatever the answer is, I will accept myself and I will be okay. I was talking to someone recently and they had recently come out with being bisexual and they said, I knew it for so long, but I couldn't consciously understand it or comprehend it or see it because I was afraid I wouldn't accept myself. And once they were able to say to themselves, I will accept myself no matter what, their whole energy changed and they were able to see themselves as the truth of who they had become, as the truth of who they were evolving into and of who they wanted to be. And I think many of us, whether we are aware of it or not, have had different experiences in different areas of our life. We can't see how we're changing or how we want to change or how we need to change because we're so afraid we won't be accepted, not only by other people, but by ourselves. And I know I have had this experience. And when I started to question my beliefs and my perspective and my likes and dislikes, I started to realize the truth of who I was becoming and the truth of what I was changing into. And I had to sit down and say to myself, I will accept myself no matter what. So we have to accept ourselves We have to set the intention for change and allow it to happen. We have to accept that other people may not understand us and may not be able to meet us. We have to be open to the unknown and where our change will lead us. And we really have to question ourselves and make our change conscious. No matter what, change is going to be hard and scary and uncomfortable. I love change. I love the evolution. I'm here for the growth, as I've said. And still, I find it 
so uncomfortable and still sometimes I forget that it's happening for the greater good. It's happening for my evolution and just think that the world is falling apart. So it's important to remember. And there will be some areas of our life where it's easy to change and some areas of our life where it's really hard and we just have to lean into it. I have definitely noticed how change and transformation impacts different people in my life so differently in different areas of their life as well and what why they're afraid of change what their fears around it are and what their past relationship is like with change so I'd really love to know how this shows up in your life why you think it does and what your past relationship is like with change and what you're hoping for your future relationship with change and transformation and growth. I think that when we open up this conversation, we can allow our evolution to be a point of connection and understanding versus disconnection and misunderstanding. And if you are curious to learn more about your human design and how that can help you understand how you change and how you approach evolution, definitely reach out. I would love to talk about it with you. If you are looking for grounding practices and rituals or a herbal remedy that could help you deal with the turbulence of your life and the turbulence of transformation, I could also help you with that and I would absolutely love to. So please reach out and let me know. And with all that being said, I hope you guys embrace your change today and I hope you get curious with your thoughts and curious with your opinions and question yourself and above all, validate yourself and accept yourself. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Intuitively Wild, the podcast. I hope it helped deepen your connection to yourself sparked some insights, and inspired you to live intuitively wild. If you enjoyed this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you would share it with others and leave a reading and review. And please reach out to me. I would love to connect with you. I will see you next time for more magic.